It's one o'clock and time for the services from the Calvary Baptist Church of Gainesville. Now, Pastor Raymond Laddie. I just wanted to touch on some scripture today to kind of build on what was talked about in devotion today. Matthew chapter 24, this is the time. Has anybody made a resolution? I'm not going to ask you what it is. Anybody made a New Year's resolution? Kind of like y'all, because it ain't going to be there two weeks from now anyway, is it? <laughs> It always tickles me at work, you know, being in the business that I'm in that, you know, we, we just worked feverishly this past week to get the Christmas stuff out of the way so we could get the the uh, the protein shakes and the diet bars and all that stuff. And right beside it, we worked feverishly to get out the Valentine candy already. So it's kind of funny how, how uh, we are. But there's nothing wrong with trying to better ourselves. There's nothing wrong with making resolutions. But I want to talk to you about a resolution that we, again, we need to we need to revisit and we need to make is a rapture resolution. Uh, the rapture is one day we're walking along and for those that are in Christ by faith, they just disappear into thin air. Their glasses are laying there, their clothes are laying there, their prosthesis are laying there, their pacemakers laying there, and they've been called up and caught up in the air in the east to be rejoined with the saints and with Jesus. That'll happen quicker than in instant. That's been foretold, and Jesus talked about it a lot, the rapture. And then later on we have the second coming where Jesus will become king of all the nations, and he will set himself up in Jerusalem, defeat the Antichrist. That's not what I want to talk about, but I want to talk about a rapture resolution because I think that we really need to talk about these things based on the world that we're living in today. Uh, you know, we need to look at the world and how the world, we're, we're seeing a new world take shape. Uh, just like Daniel saw, you know, with the statue, uh, the, 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 the kingdoms that would go and come, we're seeing the world shift toward a new world order. And it's not a conspiracy thing that a lot of people talk about. It is a biblical thing too. The new world order that I believe we're going to enter into next and we're in the process of entering into both economically, both uh, geopolitically, uh, spiritually, will be under the beast system. So what's got to happen at some point pretty soon, and we don't know, you know, soon can be a relative word. God operates out of time, but we, the Christians, have to be called out of here. The Christians have to be raptured and taken up into heaven, and and then we'll see these th the beast come in and say, "I've got a, I've got a re resolution to all these wars." You know, the Middle East is destroyed. I can fix that. The West has toppled, which is happening now. You know, the European nations and uh, you know the, all the Western nations, including us, has is in disarray. There's 50 million people, or hopefully a billion people, we don't know the exact number, only God does it, have disappeared. Uh, I can bring all this together. I can, I can work this out. I can create a new world that's got to be created, uh, if you will, with all these things going on. So we're seeing that today. We're seeing uh, the steps of a new world order. COVID was part of it. Uh, going back to Israel, becoming a nation was part of it. There's been a lot of things, but we see them coming in quicker waves now. We had a major war that erupted in 22. We had a major war that erupted in 23. We're going to see intensifying wars and war, new wars probably erupt in 24. It shouldn't surprise us. 
it shocks us and it you know we when we see you know just how terrible that violence can be but we were told all this we were foretold all this has been foretold it's been in that bible since it was printed and even before that word existed before printed pages because the word is alive it's in that bible that sits on your shelf that sometimes you don't ever pick up maybe it's your coffee coffee coaster i don't know but we're going to look at Matthew chapter 24 because I don't care if I read this five times a day or once a week or once every three weeks. It becomes more vivid every time I read it. This is Christ talking about how to know when the rapture is near, the end uh, of, of things. Well, the, the world will continue on, but then he alludes to the end when he sets up his kingdom and he, he takes care of the sin that is in all things. So chapter 24, verse 1, Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? For I say to you, there will not be one stone sitting upon another that shall not be thrown down. He's talking about the coming destruction of the temple under the Romans. And a few short years later, and as he sat up on the Mount of Olives in verse 3, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? You see, you have all these, these uh, leaders in the world today, most of them very evil Satan-led men who are trying to set up a world that benefits them. Their, 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 their focus and their money and their military might is all put together and focused uh, in a way that will, uh, you know, build them up or make them more importantly more important from a national perspective. You know, the leader of Russia, uh, Mr. Mr. Putin, and I always get a laugh out of the little kids when you say that word. But <laughs> Vladimir Vladimir Putin says that. Uh, you know, he wants to see, we're seeing the beginnings of a world without Western influence, without democracy. He said that's what he wants. That's what all the nations that are joining BRICS, you know, and that, that alliance, all the nations that are aligned with Russia, uh, Iran, and Turkey, and Syria, and all these nations, it was told to us, we're not going to have an excuse one day. If we stand before the Lord and we didn't believe this stuff, we didn't, we didn't do, take the effort to study it and to pray over it and, and uh, to get ourselves right with the Lord. We're going to be held accountable because it's all here. And we're going to read on here. Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. This is the age of technology. This is the age of digitalization, not only of currency but all these other things. But it's also the age of deception. Deception. People trying to get your money. People trying to make you believe something that's not true. We, we live in the age of what they call deep fakes now. AI is doing that more and more. AI is getting becoming tricky uh, with some of this stuff. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a little Etsy page where I try to sell some of my little crafts that I do. And I made a sale the other day. I don't make many, but I made a sale the other day. And all of a sudden, after that, there's a waiting period before you get your money. They have to clear it and all that kind of stuff. But um, I received an email with the Etsy 
uh, logo on it. Most of y'all know what Etsy is. Saying that we cannot release the funds until you give us a call. Until you let us know what your email address is. So I was a little bit, uh, little bit leery, so I called the number. And it was a foreign gentleman. You could tell that. A lot of times they are. And he said, we can release the funds as long as you dismantle the safety uh, mechanisms of your phone. And I said, feller, I said, I don't know where you're at, but I said, nice try. Even I'm not that stupid, so I hung up on him. My, the money was in my account just a few days later. You're going to see more and more and more of that, so be careful. But not, not so much that is spiritually deceived is what Jesus is talking about here, I believe. Being spiritually deceived. You know, if, if people knew, and I don't know the timing, if people knew what was just around the corner in store for the earth and God's timing, we'd be setting out chairs in the middle of this aisle here today. If people cared, if people weren't deceived, if people weren't being deceived in churches that have steeples and, and, and the name Baptist on them, we'd be putting out chairs. We'd have speakers outside. They'd be in here making a rapture resolution. Now, I'm not saying he's coming next year. I'm not saying he's coming in 10 years. What I'm saying is and rehashing is here, he could come very soon. We're seeing that. And even if he doesn't very soon, the world is going to change in ways that we cannot fathom. So we're going to, and I don't want to scare you here today, and that's never my goal, but I would be remiss and a failure if I did not warn and if I did not take heed to remind you to look at these things and for you to be spiritually prepared uh, and, and not to cast all your, your, your hopes and your money or in who you know or what you know, but it is who you know and what you know, the gospel and Jesus. Do we know him? Are we looking to him for all things because everything you have, your house, your money, your clothes, your political affiliations, all of those things ain't going to make a, a hill of beans worth a difference one day. It's going to be what you did with Jesus. It's going to be whether or not you made a resolution and a decision by faith to follow him and to trust him no matter what anybody else says. And there are so many people that are deceiving and lying, and sharing false information to take advantage of uh, people. So to move on, I don't mean to digress too much. Jesus said, one of the things you'll see is many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. It seems like every once in a while, or even more often now, we, there's somebody who comes down the road that people will follow, and he'll, he'll have a name like David Koresh, or here, back in the 70s, it was a man named Jim Jones, and uh, you know, on and on and on, they, they claim to be Christ. They claim to be divine. Jesus said, beware of these people because they are not. Moving on, and this is pretty obvious one in verse 6, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Well, that's an understatement now, isn't it? We have Israel, Hamas, Israel, and the, the Arab nations now. We have, uh, you know, Ukraine, Russia, Russia. Uh, Oh, Vlad used some missiles this past week to uh, kill a bunch of civilians that are used to sink warships. You're going to see China get involved with Taiwan here any day. They, they are measuring our weakness. You'll see, you know, there's always the, the possibility that 
you know, India will get into it with Kashmir. There's wars going on in all over Africa. This is the time of wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said, when you see that, take note. Take note, and, and, and the ball's in your court, so to speak. And there are many others that I don't have time to go over. He says, but be not troubled, though, because these things must come to pass. But the end is not quite yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. There's huge famine going on because of the lack of grain that's getting out of Ukrainian ports. There's famine going on all over the world that we don't hear about, that we're... Uh, you know, kind of, kind of uh, uh, blockaded from because we don't have that problem here at this point. We don't see that um, pestilences. We've seen definitely seen pestilences. That's not only disease, but that's uh, invasive species that are damaging crops. That's a thousand different things. Pestilences. We're seeing those things come uh, to pass, and we'll see that more and more. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Every time I read, I pull up Jerusalem Post and I check out what's going on over there, they have a little ticker that you can kind of scroll down and you'll see, you know, uh, you know, Israel attacked Hezbollah, fighting in the north. And right between every one of those, almost every day, you'll see an earthquake in, in uh, somewhere in the world. There was one in South Carolina this past week. There was one somewhere out west or northwest of us, too. Uh, there's earthquakes going on everywhere. They've been having them, you know, see what's going on in Iceland with the eruption and the earthquakes and all the things that's going on uh, up in Iceland. So that's going on all around us. And uh, we need to be uh, aware of these things. Famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places, all over the place. These are the beginning. Jesus says this, and this is the part that's a little bit unnerving. He says these are the beginning of sorrows. These are the beginning of sorrows. He says things will intensify, okay? Be ready for that. Uh, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. That's something that we've not had to deal with quite yet, but it's probably just on the horizon, is persecution. We're still in the Bible Belt, and the belt still latched up pretty good there, but I, I saw something the other day that 50% of American adults from the age of 18 to 24 automatically have sided with Hamas in this conflict we see. 50% of American young people, when they should be have their worldview figured out for the most part and be those productive Americans. 50% of them say that Israel is an aggressor and an occupier and they, they side with the uh, freeing of Palestine, is what they say, from the river to the sea. That's a bad omen. That are, that's some of the building blocks and the foundational things of persecution that is to come. Because they're going to look at us and say, a bunch of Christian Zionists, they're the problem. Those that believe in Jesus. Uh, and they, they go to these universities, and there's still a few good universities. They go to these universities, and the professors are liberal, and they're woke, and they're transgender, and they're homosexual, 
and they're Muslim and they're all these other things, what do you think they're going to learn? They're not going to learn what we were privileged to learn here at little old Calvary Baptist Church by saintly Sunday school teachers both here and in heaven about the good news of the gospel and that God loves all people. He loves those people. Don't, don't ever forget that. He can save them. He can deliver them from that bondage that Satan has cast them into, whether it be Islam or transgenderism or a, a homosexuality or it can be other things. You can be lost and be none of those things. You can just be without Jesus. So he's talking about all those things, and, and that persecution is something to pray about and to think about. If we're as open with our faith as we should be, we're going to be persecuted quite a bit. Uh, moving on, because I don't, again, I don't want to try to keep you too long, but I want you to think about your rapture resolution, what you need to do to be ready as Jesus shows up when the clock strikes midnight. That we don't know. We don't know. Only God does. Um, verse 10, and there shall, well, this is to the day that we live in, and then there shall be many offended. Have I offended anybody yet? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Everybody's going to be offended these days. You know, well, how, you know, how dare you say that? How dare you say this? Um, you know, that's just the world that we live in now. Uh, I made a joke the other day around some gin seers or wire or whatever it was, and they're like, you shouldn't have said that. And it was just a harmless joke. It wasn't anything offensive. They're like, you shouldn't have said that. And they kind of laughed it off, and I'm like, grow up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that aside... It was not an off-color or an offensive joke. They just didn't like it. I don't, they don't understand humor many times. All right, uh, moving on. We love them, though. I have some of them. We love them. Um, Many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. It's going on all over the United States right now. Uh, the hate, uh, the dissension, the, the, the trying to out, out people and, and destroy them, you know, uh, in many ways. And because, uh, verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. They're in churches in Texas today. They're in churches in other places. Uh, they want you to uh, live your best life. And they never talk about Jesus and the fact that if you don't trust Jesus and repent because you're a sinner, they're going to hell. They won't touch that with a 10-foot pole. It don't sell books, and it don't fill up pews. Okay? Moving on. Um, uh, verse 12, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We see that today in Christian circles. People are just giving up. The love for other people, the love for their, their brethren in church, the love for their family, it just, it's just going away. They could care less. They're trying to live their best life. And if you try to offer any vice or any love, you offend them. And Christ definitely offends them. Talking about Jesus. We're living in that day. Jesus laid all this out, practical ways. Uh, but here's where we come in, verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. Any of you just feel like in this world you're enduring? Sometimes, I do. You're just enduring financially. You're enduring, trying to get through all the mess that we see happening in our country. 
Endure, put your eyes on Jesus and nobody else. Maybe some good mentors. There's still some out there. Put your eyes on Jesus and endure. And know that this is not your home. Listen, we act like this is the only place we're ever going to be. In Christ, we have a much better place to exist forever. That's what he intended from the beginning. And Satan deceives and makes us think that we can somehow find a fountain of youth. We, that people are going to live longer and longer and longer. And that may be the case through medical breakthroughs and technology. But the fact of the matter is, we're pilgrims in a foreign land. I know that some of you older ones that were raised, you know, when America was strong and, and, in, and in, in the Lord and people believed and, there, and the world was a simpler place, you've got to feel like Daniel in Babylon sometimes. You look around and go, well, Lord have mercy. People, I mean, I think it, and I'm 45 years old. Those of you that are 70 or 75 years old, I don't know how you do it sometimes. You look around and see the just abject chaos and foolishness that disbelief brings. But we have to endure. And as we go forward, we have to love. And we have to reach out to people and try to shine the light of Jesus. But we have to understand the truth and embrace the truth of Christ and the truth of the way the world really is and the way the world operates without the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Verse, I'm going to end here in just a minute. In the gospel... Verse 14, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all the nations, and then shall the end come. There's one person out there somewhere, they may be 75, it may be 75 years till they're born. They may be in a jungle somewhere down in the Amazon. They may be in the uppermost reaches of the Arctic Circle. They may be in Gainesville, Georgia, but there's one person when they come to a belief in Christ and are saved, that's it. That's it. The trumpet will sound. And there'll be those that said, I don't believe any of that. I'm not going to listen to that foolishness. I don't want to hear it. I've got my own things going on. They're going to say, I've been left. I've been left. What a terrible thing. He says there'll be gnashing of teeth. Verse 15. When then, when you see the abomination of desolation, he's talking about the temple spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, then you'll know. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. I want to skip down a little bit. He's talking, he talks about the tribulation and some things going on here. Um, let's see. Verse 27, let's go down to there and I'll end with just a couple of verses here. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever, for wherever, I'm sorry, wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And 
He shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn the parable of the fig tree, and here he's talking about Israel, when his branch is yet tender and putteth out leaves, you know that summer is nigh. He's saying when you see Israel come back together as a nation, you know it's getting close. And now we've seen 70 years of that now, plus, and we're seeing the wars come to pass that Ezekiel and uh, the psalmist and others talked about. We're seeing those come across our screen every day. So likewise, in verse 33, when you see these things, no, here's where the resolution part comes in. So when you see these, all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. He could be standing just past those clouds, just, just past the sun in heaven over there, and he's about to break through the atmosphere and fetch us out of here. Could be that close. Uh, moving on down. Um, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. We've already touched on that. But of the day and the hour, no man knows, so not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. He knows. He's got the time, the hour, the minute, the second, the nanosecond marked out on the eternal calendar. Uh, but you'll see it too in verse 37, the days of Noah. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The, the culture, the world will be in the same upheaval, in the same disbelief, in the same uh, sin. For the days that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the dark. Noah was, was made fun of. Noah was ridiculed, but he kept busy. He had a resolution from the Lord. And then one day, when it seemed like all, none of that was going to happen, and everybody was partying and having a good time and just going on to, through their lives without God, it began to sprinkle. And then that sprinkle turned into a heavy downpour. And then the earth opened up and water began to come forth, not only from the sky but from the ground, and they began to sink. Happened very quickly. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this. If the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Whoever is a faithful and wise servant, who his Lord has made rule over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him busy in in the Lord. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. So I'll, I'll stop there and I'll bring it back to a rapture resolution. We have many people, I think, in churches that don't believe he's coming back. They don't believe he's coming back, so their love waxes cold and they're just living more and more worldly every day. Don't fall into that trap. Make a resolution today that as two 
20, as 2024, if I can say it dawns on us, that you'll be ready. That you'll look around you and that your house will be in order. That you'll be that servant that was found busy. That you'll ask the Lord for the leadership of the Spirit in those days that, that you're weak and that you're struggling to apply that Spirit to you so you can live victoriously. It's not going to get easier until the Lord comes and takes us out of here, but he'll be with us as we move forward. You see, Jesus is going to return. Don't get weary in, in thinking that or thinking he's not going to. He's coming, and he's coming soon. And as we give this invitation here in just a moment, you coming and resolving to be ready for that could be the best thing you could ever do in your life. Would be if you're not ready here today. Don't be afraid. The best way to be bold in the days to come is to come and give yourself to Christ, allow him to forgive you of your sins, confess to him, and say, Lord, strengthen me for the days to come because he loves you. He loves you. I don't care what you've done or what you haven't done. He is faithful and just enough and merciful to forgive you and to give you life in Christ, our Christian, to restore unto you the joy of your salvation. I want you to know you're loved by me, most importantly by God, and he has a purpose for you. And that purpose isn't necessarily to make you rich or to do any of these other things that the culture tells us God will do if we trust him, but it's to use you mightily that we will be a living sacrifice for him. Thank you so much for listening to the services from Calvary Baptist Church. To hear more of this sermon or other past services, please visit our website, calvarybcgainesville.org. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia.